Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. When Jesus was teaching on the mountainside, he had people listening, people listening intently. Some of them may have had to really strain to listen, but somehow, some way, he got across the message to them. And we call them the Beatitudes. And he shared so many great things in Matthew 5, chapter 5 through 7. But I want to talk today about Matthew chapter 6. In verse, oh, I think the first four verses, and I may uh, get in a little uh, farther in that. But I it just, this is practical application that Jesus was teaching the people. He was teaching them things that they needed to know for living, how they could be better people, how they could uh, be different in this world. And so he told them all sorts of things. It was amazing. He began to preach. And this, you know, he called his, his disciples before that, and so they were there too. And, you know, they started healing the sick, doing all sorts of things. We find that in the fourth chapter of Matthew. And then in the five, we see, of the, the, course, the Beatitudes, blessed are the poor in spirit, for there's the kingdom of heaven, and all of those. Then he talked about the salt and the light, and, and you know, he talked about things that were going on in life. He even talked about divorce. He talked about all sorts of things because he wanted people to have practical application for life. People, we need practical application for our life. Our Heavenly Father, open our minds, open our hearts to your word today. Speak to us in the way you want us to hear. Help us to hear and very carefully respond in the way you would have us respond. Lord, I love you. I give you praise and thanks for being my God. Lead us, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, one of the great things, one of the great ways you can minister to people is giving to the less fortunate. We have a lot of less fortunate in this world. There are people that will take advantage of you. There will be people that you'll say, why did I give them anything? But you know what? Once you give them something, you can't, you can't regret it. Well, you can, but it's just not wise. Just say, hey, that, they're responsible before, between them and God. But there's people that ask, and, and I can tell you, and I can tell you families over the years that have just always asked, always needy, always want something. They want something for nothing. And even you see people around the city. I can tell you the same family that I see for the last, I don't know, four or five years around the city, always begging and interests of the city. There's the boys and the father and the mother. There are different places all over the place. That is their living. I think that is their job is begging. You know, it's a, it's a sad note, but we need to give and help the needy. Someone the other day could call me and said, Pastor, this, this person's house, they're their covenants are saying they have to paint their house. They don't have the money. They don't know how to have it done. Is there anything we can do about it? I said, man, I, you know, I'd love to do that for everybody, but we don't, we don't have a budget for that. We don't have a, we have manpower, but we're trying to scrape some money together. We're trying to scrape some manpower together to try to help this family. We do that as we can, but there's the Bible's very uh, straightforward and talks about giving to the needy, and we find this in the Beatitudes in the sixth chapter. He says, Be careful not to do your acts of righteousness before men, to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So what's he telling us here? Jesus is telling us here, don't do something to get credit. Hey, look what I did. I gave $1,000 to this fund and it's changing lives. Oh, I did this. I did that. You know what? We don't need to do that. 
Do it quietly. Do it anonymously. Many times we do things anonymously. We leave somewhere. It's a fun thing to do is go to a restaurant and you see somebody eating over there in a the corner and you tell the re- and you tell the uh, waitress said, "Would you cover their?" I've done this. Uh, now I'm not st- I'm standing on the street corner trying to let you know this, but this I'm giving you an example that I've I've tried this and it's been awesome. It's been awesome to just say, "Hey, take care of their meal for them and just tell them God bless you." And they have no idea who it is. And don't let them know. Wake, make sure I'm gone for a while and this kind of thing. I mean, that that's just fun to do. It's fun to give those a need. But do it with the right reason. Not to be glorified. Not to get credit. Verse 2, he says, So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets. Hey, I've given $50 here today. As the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by men. You see, that's why they do it. They do it so they'll be recognized. Oh, look at that. That You're the most giving person to walk the planet. I tell you the truth. They have received the reward in full, Jesus said. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret. Then our Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. I think the key here is giving. The key here is planned giving. What can I do? What can you do to help somebody that certainly is in need? Start thinking about it. Start looking around. Well, I don't want to look around. I'll have to spend money. You're right. You will. And what a, what, what a great way to spend it is giving to someone else, helping them in their lives and to see the happiness comes. I think the greatest joy in giving is seeing the happiness that comes. My mom and dad, they would have people over to our house that were just people that and most normal people would not have in their house, but they just they had such a heart for these people. And men, I remember this one guy, he always had a stench and he looked horrible. He was filthy, dirty. But I'm telling you what, the joy it was to watch him eat at our dinner table. And how happy he was that he was invited to eat with us. He ate meals with us on Sundays after church. He ate meals with us on special days, Easter, Christmas, those kind of things. He was a part of who we were. And yet he was certainly not becoming on the outside. But I'm telling you what, God worked in his heart because my parents loved him and gave to him and shared with him. So many times we let the outward appearance dictate how we speak to someone or what we do. You know, in, in the church service, there's that one scripture that says, now if the guy walks in and has fine clothing and looks beautiful and wonderful and, and looks like he might be wealthy, this and that, and we spend all our time talking to him. So that's wrong. What about those that come in that, that just are kind of by themselves and, and look like they don't have much? Do we speak to them? Who is it? If both of those guys come in together, who are you going to go talk to? Have you ever thought about that? Have you ever thought about just talking to someone that certainly needs uh, needs a hand up? You know, I, I, I really feel our church at Cloverdale is very good at that. When people walk through the door, they try to greet them. I had somebody after service last week come up and bring somebody to me and said, Pastor, we just met so-and-so, and this is the first time in the service, and just wanted you to meet him. 
and they had welcomed me. I didn't have to do all the welcoming. I walk around before the service, most every service, I walk around in the audience and just say hi to people, hello to people. I want to have communication with people. I don't want to be one of those pastors that goes into hiding, and then when the time comes, I come out on the pulpit and I speak. I want to be amongst the people. I want to know people. I want to get to know them. I wish I knew everybody's name, but it's hard to memorize six or 700 names. It's just not an easy thing to do. I try to I try to uh, memorize names when I can, and I and sometimes I fail. And some there's people been in the church probably for seven eight years that I I go brain dead when I see them. I go brain dead on their name. Of course I know them because I see them all all the time, but I forget their name. Then it gets a little embarrassing. Now what's your name again? Well, Pastor, we've only been here seven years. I know, but I'm feeble. I'm old. I'm having to struggle with that. But I'm telling you what. We need uh, to give of ourselves, give of ourselves, of our time, of our energies. You know, and, and sometimes we hang around the same people all the time. I'm guilty. I've got friends I hang around uh, a lot. But when there's other people, too, that need some attention, we all need to give attention to each other because we are the body of Christ. We're there to build each other up. We're there to help give to each other. Giving to the needy is very, very important. When you, when you know of a need, especially when you know of a need, and especially if you know of a need that's connected to you, your family, and somebody tells you about but then we just kind of ignore it. Because, well, I, I'm, I'm, sa- I'm saving for a trip, I tell you. I'm saving to do this. I'm saving to do that. Well, we watch other people drown in their, in their uh, poverty. You know, I, I know we can't help everybody. I know we can't help even sometimes our neighbor, but when we can, when we pray about it, you know, the Bible is very explicit. Jesus said, giving to the needy is very important. We have special offerings for things from time to time. Now, I don't have special offerings for everything that comes through the door because I get people say, Pastor, can we put this on Facebook or whatever it is and and get a GoFundMe? I said, no, I can't do that with everybody because I'll have everybody sending GoFundMes. Next thing you know, we're going to go fund people out and everybody's going to be in the poor house. We have to be careful. I think you have to be wise stewards of what God has given you. But God has blessed us. We live in the United States of America where men, the, even the minimum wage, sometimes minimum wage for one hour is more than someone makes in a whole day in a foreign country. I've heard people that make 70 cents a day on hard labor and, and a dollar a day. And I can see why when I go to Thailand and I see how cheap everything is. You know they can't have a lot. They can't make a lot of money because uh, you you pay them so little, but and and they have a l- uh, less cost of living and such. But folks, I'm telling you, I think it's time for us to be sensitive to those around us. So your assignment this week is to find somebody, find somebody that you can touch their life, that you can change their life that you can do something that will make a difference to them. I think that's the key. And I mean, pray about it. Lord, put somebody in my path. Put somebody in my path that I can help, that I could show the way, and that I can just, I can even, even buy them a meal or even give them a little $10 gift card or whatever it is. And you know, just see how God blesses it. He does. It's just awesome. It's an awesome thing to do. Hey, I hope your day is filled with glory. 
I'm excited about the challenge myself. So we'll talk to you tomorrow. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.